Hello Weebs, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice through the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me as always is the man who loves to sink his teeth into all shows he covers, it's Will. How are you this week, Will? I'm very good, thank you, Sam. Thank you for having me here again, and thank you to everyone for coming along to listen. Um, if you haven't joined us before, this is the show where we discuss anime. Sam gives us a new anime to watch, and we spend the next hour and a half talking about it and decide whether it's good enough to get into the universe. Uh, can we show this to an absolute noob, an absolute novice, and get them hooked on anime? We usually do a series, don't we, Sam? But you've given us a movie yeah. this week. Um, Mixing it up. Getting yeah. back to some movies for once. Because anything in the anime sphere can be a gateway show. And movies, OVAs, series. We're going to try a movie today. <laughs> yeah, I, it was a really nice change of pace, to be honest. It was good to sit down and just watch something continuously. Um, obviously, guys, if you think that if you really like this uh, movie, make sure to uh, tell a friend about the podcast because um, we're all trying to get everyone hooked on anime, right? That's like our goal of life, to, to spread the word of anime. And if 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 it's not quite what's going for you at the minute, anime and convert more to the temple of Weebdom. <laughs> Weebdom, Weebdom. That sounds that sounds weird. Josh Weebdom. Um, Josh Weebdom. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So this week we are looking at a an old one, a, a 1985 movie known as Vampire Hunter D. <laughs> that sounded ace. <laughs> that really worked (laughs) that's right this week we are checking out vampire hunter d based on a series of ongoing novels by hideyuki kikuchi with illustrations from the legendary yoshitaka amano Uh, the first novel was released in 1983 as a gothic sci-fi horror series that follows the titular d in his trials across an apocalyptic (laughs) the what the what (laughs) we follow what a very uh, specific choice of words. The titular D. <laughs> titular D. Yes, absolutely. Okay, sorry, sorry, carry on. <laughs> uh, the uh, the novel series spans 27 novels as of today with two anime films that came out. One from 1985, which we're checking out today, and a follow-up in 2000. There are five audio dramas, a manga adaptation that was been left in hiatus, a video game, an American comic book series from 2016, and a <laughs> planned CG anime series that is currently in production. Wow, they've yeah, they've really gone to town on this, haven't they? They've they've got every single avenue possible. Let's just make it absolutely. Let's just hit every single thing that we can to just get people like invested in the D. Uh it's a I bit like of a the- cult <laughs> invested. <in> the- <laughs> Uh, how many innuendos are we going to make this episode, Sam? As many as possible. That, is that all your notes um, are? Just a list of innuendos? It's, it's just a series it. of phallic jokes yeah. just for the, for the next hour or so. Great. Um, but yeah, this is this is seen as somewhat of a cult series. Um, it kind of bubbles under the radar for quite a lot of anime fans and not many people have actually uh, seen it. They might have seen clips in Sakuga compilations, but the releases in English were really sporadic. So it's quite difficult to find, uh, unless you're you, where you found it just <laughs> on YouTube, I guess. So th- this is a- either going to be a really clutch sort of uh, moment, or it's going to go really, really badly, and it turns out I've watched the wrong thing. So I found it on YouTube, um, and it was dubbed, and it seemed to match up. I watched it in unison with uh, a-, a link that I knew was the accurate version uh, for the first minute or so, just to check that it was playing along the same beats and it did for the first bit so hope and then i obviously stopped watching the other version so hopefully youtube 
was it's trustworthy for this and uh when is youtube ever trustworthy i don't know but um, <laughs> but i but the but the, the the likes were good so it was a good ratio of likes to dislikes so i said that that usually tells it me that it's safe it, it's it's safeish and the the, the comments seemed pretty positive. The first comment under the YouTube video was, "Oh, here we go." Was first ever anime I watched. Uh, got hooked after that. Uh, so Ooh. I was, so I was really hyped because that's exactly what this show's about. That's that's the bread and butter of what we do here. Exactly. Um, yeah. So exciting stuff. Um, where do we want to begin, Sam? I think probably the best place to start is at the start with uh, <laughs> a very intense do we want to give the uh, listen, listener an overview if we haven't uh if they haven't seen this sh- this film before just oh yeah it's a really good idea uh, why don't you break it down for us what is uh the general premise of this film it's it's a really simple one isn't it to be honest it's not it's not overly complicated like some of the stuff is a bit weird and unusual and we'll get into that in the discussion but basically it's about a girl who gets bitten by a big badass vampire and then hires a vampire hunter to kill said vampire. They never really explain why the vampire has to die, I think. They sort of assume you know vampire law, um, and that if yeah. you kill the vampire who bit you. But then, like, she never has any side effects or anything to do with the being bitten by a vampire. She's just sort of chilling. Yeah, that's true. Um, she kind of gets marked early doors, doesn't she? She gets marked but... very early doors, and then it's just this vampire hunter D, his mission to go off and kill the vampire. Um, she, yeah. I guess. Yeah. For some reason. <laughs> like, like, it's almost like, ow, you bit me. Now I'm going to hire someone to kill you. It's, 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 there doesn't seem to be no side effects to her getting bitten. She's just ow. like woke up in the morning after a particularly heavily, heavy night of clubbing and found like a hickey on, on her neck. Yeah. She's gone, right. That's it. I'm going to end this man's whole career. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. She's just trying to cancel Dracula. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh my god guys can you believe that he put people on stakes that is just utterly unacceptable i'm uh, offended by the, this. the modern version of this is just like a twitter rampage like oh my god guys get him <laughs> everybody unfollow yeah so so this actually this vampire isn't dracula although dracula is involved slightly um mm. th- this is who is this this is count magnus count lee count magnus lee yeah. Yes. <laughs> the, the other thing I've got to point out, watching this on YouTube, I didn't have the luxury of um, <laughs> sub uh, in the, in the same way, so I put on the YouTube. The YouTube. Oh no! <laughs> Auto translated. Well, obviously it's in, it's in English, so it is just it is just its um, own sub, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was very funny. Like when they what what the the main vampire hunter, he's a dampier or a dumpier. A dampier, yeah. Yeah, um, the translation for that changed almost every time, and it just kept oh going gosh. dump here or damp here or dump here <laughs> or dump here. It was just yeah, it just kept changing between them, and I was like, that's really funny. Um, so it's dump here from now on. The dump here, yeah, yeah, with his dump truck ass. Speaking of dump truck asses, we have uh, our first kind of main character and the kind of driving force of the story is Doris, who starts off the film shooting some sort of weird oh we we should probably preface as we talk about this strange creature that she's fighting this isn't uh it's about vampires but it's not set in the past it's not medieval it's not modern day the film opens up very specifically that this is set in the near future 
um, where mutants and vampires and monsters roam the land. And from that very first moment, we start seeing these looks of this kind of Mad Max wasteland mixed with these big sci-fi buildings. Mm. And I don't know, it's like this weird mix of sci-fi apocalypse with fantasy vampires. It's a very unique um, sort of world. And I, I was really intrigued to find out more about it the the disappointing thing is we don't really find out that much about it there's this one narrative that runs through and it's very contained you don't really get mm. a, you don't really get to see much like it, it goes from this one particular house where some shit goes down to this castle where some shit goes down and then there's there's not really anything else um yeah yeah, it's, it's, it's quite it, interesting in that it presents this story. This is a world that exists and you just kind of are kind of dropped in to see like this little vignette of what life in this sci-fi vampire apocalypse looks like. And you're kind of left to piece everything else together. Yeah, but I don't think they give us enough really to do much piecing. Um, oh, at all. So the first 10 minutes, there's frustratingly little conversation. And it's obviously a deliberate direct directorial choice and that's fine mm-hmm. but i didn't like it it took it, it, it <laughs> I, I was struggling at that point because not a lot was happening visually either maybe for 80s animation it was it was okay but like it genuinely there was not a lot going on um yeah there's a lot of flourishes during doris versus the uh, yeah the raptor yeah, but that, thing but, but that then lasts after for like that, a minute yeah like but from that point, it's just, like you said, it's a lot of establishing shots and these panning shots of the dusty wastelands and D just kind of riding towards the camera yeah. with his big silhouette, which, to be fair, nice shot. I really like his design. I love his hat and his stupid-ass sword on his back, just like yeah. riding this robot horse across the waste. Yeah, tell me more about the horse, please. Like, they, <laughs> who's the horse oh, is... Yeah. D14 Cyborg, according to um, the dub. Um, yep. I want to know more about that. What happened to the first, so first 13 Ds? Um, <laughs> is, it, is it named D14 because it's D's Vampire Hunter D's? 14th horse? Kind of like how Geralt in The Witcher always names his horse Roach. He just starts adding numbers to, the, <laughs> to his mechanical steeds as he goes. Ah, well, I, don't, I don't know about that, but that sounds exactly the same. That's, it's, now, it's now canon in this as well. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of Doris's panties being there in every single shot? Um, I mean, the sketchy etchy, I, I didn't mind up until the the big scene where the, the sketchy etchy uh, becomes full flow. Nuclear. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, honestly, I, I hadn't really clocked that that much. Um, I think I was, yeah, I was oblivious to it. I'm just my, in my naive little immature, um, innocent Aww. little mind. Uh, Pure little Will. Didn't notice it. Not um, laser beaming onto the, the panty no. flashes. No. There's a lot of them. Okay. Right? Her entire outfit is just... I, honestly, every scene I was just like, and I, again, I was tempted to have a counter mm. of how often it was going. Fair. But, uh, yeah. All right. So, after the opening scene, let, the, the, the caveat to all of this is that it was produced in the 80s. Um, have we watched anything as old as this before? Oh. Um, <laughs> put you on the spot there what, I don't definitely... think we have I think the oldest thing that we've watched is oh no Salem Moon I think is the oldest 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 thing that we've watched isn't that like 90s 
that's like early 90s. Yeah. Spirited Away was 2000. Yeah. So this is definitely the oldest thing we're watching. And you can tell, like, the animation is not good. Um, and it, I, I don't know, you, you said, you said, I mean, there's moments. Is there, is yeah, there, like, there's, there's, a, there's a really nice 80s, like, <laughs> again, and I have to, and I have the fact that I'm prefacing it by saying 80s good. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are some really nice flourishes here and there with like um especially with the gore mm. and the uh the the violence cuz and to if you're watching this or listening to this and then thinking yeah maybe I'll check that check out this movie uh, it is very gory very bloody very kind of detailed in what they show yeah but it's again at the same time it's kind of cartoony like the dinosaur flobby monster in the beginning when she slices mm. three chunks off him in and it just like explodes these uh weird little parts of his body um and then and, little lines of blood and then luke oh luke, luke luke gets destroyed so early by the way a ridiculous <laughs> name for a horse but it's um, a people name it's, it is a people name and the, the, they call the horse luke and i was like oh who's luke and then this horse comes out and i'm like ah it's the horse and, I was like, and then luke just gets demolished by the werewolf just and gets carried kill. away um I was like, no, Luke. Poor Luke. Um, Not like this. <laughs> um, and then, it, yeah, it just starts to feel really dated after that. Like, it drags on for the first opening scene. Yeah. Um, I think there's there's a few points where you can distinctly see where the production kind of kicked into overdrive. And it's that initial scene where she's running and fighting the monster. Mm. Then there's a few of Dee's fights. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, not even in the middle. And then the castle siege. And then mm. the ending, and then all of the bits in the middle, you can see them doing everything they can to, yeah, shoot it in a kind of moody and gothic manner. But that's also to cover their backs because they are limited in what is actually possible at the time. Mm. Yeah, um, I think there are a lot of assumptions as well narratively. Like we don't, actually, I'm sure we don't see the vampire actually bite her, and then that just sort of becomes no. apparent. They they expect yeah. a lot. Like, yes, it's gory. Is this aimed at an older audience? Because I feel like young teens even, you know, you've sort of shown an age, I don't think would necessarily clock as much, especially in the 80s when you don't have such exposure to all these different tropes and all these different laws and stuff. Mm. Um, Maybe I'm doing a disservice to them, but I feel like there's a lot that I know because of, like, being a more mature watcher. Yeah. This came out in the height of Japan's kind of economic boom. So this was when they were desperate to sell uh, DVD players and to watch things on those DVD players, you would get these really intricate OVAs and films that were produced to the highest standard. So this was definitely aimed at those who had money to spend and had the uh, capital to basically buy these expensive one-off OVA discs. Um, Cool. That's a really... uh interesting insight into the uh yeah economic structure of japan ah cool uh, uh, um it was this is why we got stuff like akira which popped off at the same time and all and again this is the i think we mentioned it uh however many episodes back but the perception of anime in the west was mm. off built off the back of films like this and things like Devilman which mm. came across because they were aimed at older audiences who could afford to buy the expensive DVD player, afford to buy the expensive OVA. That's yeah. the stuff that got shipped over to the West. And so 
in the West where this wasn't as common. It was, ah, violence. Everything's gory. Everything's bloody. It's here to corrupt your children, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and that was okay. what colored Western perception for so long. So, yeah, it was yeah. definitely aimed at uh, an older audience. Fair enough. Okay. Um, can we talk about when the, the the scene when they when the creepy dude reveals to everyone that she's been bitten by a vampire and what needs? Oh God, rich rich kid McGee. Well, rich kid McGee, but it's also the doctor. I love the doctor in this scene. He's the most uh, Deus Ex Machina character in the whole of this show. Oh, in God, the whole yeah. of things. So. <laughs> For those of you who haven't seen it, it's it's a brilliant scene where um, the sort of the the uh, the police force, not the police force, like the sheriff and people want to arrest her and put her in this camp because that's yeah. what happens. And they're like, "We we need to. You're going to have to go to the camp. I'm sorry." And the doctor comes in, is like, "You can't do that. That's that's no place for a girl." Um, and they're like, "Well, remember what happened. It's the law." It's the law. We have to do that. You know, when when as a vampire, someone's been bitten by a vampire, they go to the camp, and, just, and the doctor's like, "Well, um, don't don't you remember what happened last time? It was used fifty years ago." And <laughs> so they're, they're, you don't even remember what happened fifty yeah, years ago. They're, they're like, "No, no, I don't, I don't remember what happened. What did happen?" He's like, "Um, let let me tell you a story. Well, last time there was well, a girl, well. there was a girl just like Doris here." Exactly the same <gasps> as Doris, and and she got what? bitten. Really? She she got bitten as well. Bitten? What? Yeah. yeah and no. um, then, then tell me more, Doctor. Then then well well then the Count he got really really angry and he went off and <gasps> ki- he he killed people. He killed thirty villagers. Thirty villagers. Yeah. We barely have that many on screen. <laughs> and, we can't uh, afford to lose that many people. <laughs> and 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 what happened to the girl? Well well the girl she she went mad, didn't she? She went completely mad. And, uh, oh no. And died. Yep. She went mad and died. She died. That's what happened. Yeah. <gasps> oh, oh God. Well, we better Thank not you, do Dr. that again. Exposition. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you were here to cure us of our, our foolish ways. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, um, if when he said, do you remember what happened 50 years ago? I would have forgiven all if he'd have just gone, oh yeah, the Chamber of Secrets was opened. That did. <laughs> <laughs> And then they just walk off. Yeah. Or even they just says, do you remember what happened 50 years ago? And they all just go, oh, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that. No other context. And then they just move on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because there's there's so much here that we have to assume and we have to sort of build on ourselves. That could have been one of those moments rather than this really convenient exposition. And we also, yeah, we'd never see, the, the camp never comes up again. Like it could yeah. have, it's literally it's, never mentioned it's, or goes to. It could have just been, you know, prison. It could have just been jail. Oh yeah, we have to arrest you because you could be dangerous. Like, okay, that that. But oh no, we're not going to do that because we. I don't know. I, I. Yeah, it's a really, really unusual. Yeah, bit of framing, and then D comes up and is like, "Don't worry, until the job is done, don't arrest them." And they're like, "Okay, I guess we trust all of your uh, abilities and competence, despite having." Not seen you achieve or do anything. <laughs> You've just got a big sword. All he's done so far You're is very ride dark a horse and mysterious. And sh- yeah, he's dark, mysterious, and he sh- he shrugged off a whip. I guess, like that's it. Yeah, but no one else has seen that. It's only her that's yeah, seen. So that. even more reason to not trust this guy who's just walked into town, big hat on. It's like yeah, they've gone to a lot of effort to explain why we shouldn't put her in this. Um, this camp but not a lot of effort to explain why we trust this dude i think even if they'd have just gone well he has a hat <laughs> he's got a hat 
I like his sword on his back. Yeah, I ain't gonna tell. I ain't gonna tell him no. Um, and yeah, that that'd have been enough. Look at that horse. He's must have had at least thirteen of them. There's um, there's two brilliant moments in this part in this sort of to finish off this arc. This sort of, of the, the, the village arc. The village no one arc. shall be seated for the village arc. <laughs> that just really push it right back into the eighties. <laughs> there's there's Isn't the, the bit where he's talking to Dan. Yes, there's the bit when he's talking to Dan. <laughs> Don't cry, you little bitch. Not in front of your sister. <laughs> That's what being a man means. <laughs> this is what being a man means. You don't cry. You just be a man. You shut up. You get on with it. You do your job. <laughs> and to be fair, some of the lessons that Dan takes from that, by the end of the film, Dan's fucking headshotting people. He's <laughs> hitting people with crowbars. Like, who knew <laughs> that like, you could make a shonen protagonist just by telling them not to cry? Yeah. <laughs> the I 80s mean, was another time, man. It was another time. You would not have survived in the 80s, Sam, I've got to say. Absolutely not. I, I'm well, way too crybaby for that. Like, I, I've been watching One Piece again, and like, there's a bit where there's this little dog, and I was just like, I can't do it, man. The dog, he's oh. waiting for his owner. Oh, no. <laughs> the owner's dead. <laughs> the other um, brilliant 80s, um, like, controversy, controversy is the moon. Oh my god! The woman's moon, the oh, red the moon, woman's that, moon, the red moon. That, it's called the woman's moon because it's the red moon that appears once a month. Bit on the nose, a little bit on the bit nose. on the nose there, actually. Yeah, like oh, <laughs> okay, all right. Not sure that's kosher anymore. No, to be honest, I mean, it's it's not actually derogatory. It's literally just stating a fact that like it's a red moon that appears once a month. But it's just that you go there, like you just don't need to go there. Yeah, you could have just said. It's the red moon. Just kind of be done with it. Yeah, because it's red. Like, that's <laughs> it. You don't need to call. You don't need to change the name. You don't need to. That's it. It's just the red moon. Yep. Don't need to make the association there. No. So we end up with uh, two of the Count's lackeys waltzing on up to the farm. And I got to say, the aesthetics of this farm was something that stood out to me because you've got this really wholesome mom and pop wood farm. That looks like it could be out of any kind of middle American uh, mm. vista. And then just outside, you've got all these crazy sci-fi wires and poles that are zapping these ethereal jellyfish that dare to get too close. And I'm like... Eh? <laughs> yeah, even the interior is very homely, isn't it? It's very sort of just... Yeah. It's almost like 1980s vibe. It's just this housewife... It's just a house. It's just a house. <laughs> I thought How? this was an apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, where it's like it's in this own little um, universe inside. You just go in and it's like a TARDIS. It's completely different to the outside. Um, just so many happened. questions. Like, is this their house? If if so, like, did she set up all these protections? I don't know. Did they find like this brief house? mention that it's their parents' house and the parents are dead? And right. their pictures on the wall. And there's a really weird scene where Dee pulls like this katana off the wall, opens it, and then puts it back on the wall. <laughs> just, yeah, I thought he doesn't was, even get. I thought he was talking to the katana at first, and it was just. Oh it's my like, god! <laughs> <laughs> the voice, the voice, and the reveal of what the fucking voice is. Yeah, right. I feel like it. Please I wasn't, elaborate. I wasn't surprised. I don't know why. I don't know if I've seen like clips of this elsewhere or something like that. But I was like, ah, oh, that that rings a bell somewhere. I don't know whether I've just seen memes of it or something. But um, there's talk to the hand. <laughs> Yeah, so all the way through 
this show, there's moments when D is talking to this voice, this um, disembodied, disembodied voice, voice that um, is sort of cackling away, them sort of having a bit of dance. And um, it, it's revealed later on that this voice is coming from his hand where he's got a literal face in his hand that can do things like eat things and has consciousness and is just it's just another person basically it's like um it's like monty burns's head in that horror simpsons episode where homer gets monty burns's head attached stuck to his shoulder grafted to him grafted to him <laughs> but it's in his hand um and he's just there like disagreeing with everything and like telling you know what his name is mr hand it's left hand is it <laughs> <laughs> yeah brilliant okay why not absolutely ludicrous so yeah, David Bowie and his uh, sister turn up to come and <laughs> fight against D. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, this is Re- uh, his actual name is Ray, and he's uh, also been taking some lessons from Captain Boomerang from the Suicide Squad. Mm, he's got yeah. this cool bladed weapon, and there's a bit of a fight, and they have a bit of a clash, um, and a power is used that is never used again. or mentioned again. Yeah, and so Captain Boomerang. Getting a bit of a um, advantage, he's throwing his things like a buzzsaw, but D is countering him every move, and D goes for the big swing, goes to kill him, seemingly stabs him. Yeah, and then D is stabbed, and then D is stabbed instead with the same blade, and it turns out that this dude can manipulate space. I've heard rumors of a guy who could manipulate space, so it was you. Never uses the power again. Never uses. Never it. uses it. At all, even when it could be beneficial to him against yeah. various other people that he fights in the course of this film, yeah, he just doesn't use it, and then they just run off with their tail between their legs. Yeah, like she uses, she's like, "Stand aside, I will take care of this," and then, <laughs> and and then fires some weird little lava blobs that do nothing, and then and then they both run away. <laughs> That's it. Stand back. I've got this. I absolutely do not have this. Yeah. We're going home. <laughs> Like maybe you could try both attacking. Maybe, maybe I mean the dude with the, t- the with the um, manipulation of space actually was doing okay. He was doing really well. He'd managed yeah, to stab the job. guy, um, and yeah, this because he's this dumpier thing. He could um, he heals himself. He's got Wolverine's yeah, healing. He's got like enhanced regeneration, so he can pu- pull himself back. Like he gets injured a number of times throughout the film, and you just see the animation play in reverse and the blood goes back inside it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they got scared at that, but th- you know, they were still doing a good job. You still want to make him bleed. Just keep doing that. Um, yeah. Just, he can't keep healing. And he can't keep, he can't kill you if you can just materialize his weapons onto himself. Like, yeah. It, it just, D every doesn't, time he goes to stab you, D doesn't really come up with a solution. Yeah. He doesn't really come up with a solution to the, to that power he's the guy just stops using it voluntarily <laughs> like, oh. just, he seems to forget that he's got yeah. it and starts relying on like night lights instead yeah yeah uh so they attack they run away and the va- vampire d the big d decides to um that big d go off to the castle takes the d to the v takes the d to the <laughs> <laughs> yes he takes <laughs> Takes- the d- vampire Hunter D takes the fight to the vampires. Yes. What do you mean? <laughs> that is the only interpretation of that possible. And 
the, we get the climax of the movie, right? This is where the movie should have ended. <laughs> it should Absolutely. Have just, should the have audacity just... <laughs> of this man what, fucking waltzing up to the castle, just like... Just going to get... Right. You're just going to get do it. Just going to get killed. So the vampire needs to die? All right, I'll go do that. I'll, I'll go do that now. Okay, point me in the direction of the final boss. Mini bosses? Don't give a shit. No. Nah. I'm just... I'm, I'm sequence breaking. Tunnel I'm vision. out of order. Yeah. <clears throat> if I kill the boss... I solved the problem. Why would I mince about anymore? But it's like, he, it just goes from, that fight ends at the farm. Yeah. There's no lag. There's like a little bit of vampire backstory that we get at the castle. Mm. But then just, Dee's just there. Yeah. And he's just killing everything. Can we talk about how he gets into the castle first of all? Because this is where, like, the first thing that came to mind when you said the, the animation is good at times. When he charges down with the horse... Like the, the, it's 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 honestly it's like the depth and the um like the percep the perspective and stuff that the, mm-hmm. the 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 drawings and the animations have that just lack any sort of realism. Like he's charging down the hill on the horse and he jumps from the horse, flies a thousand <laughs> feet across to the drawbridge, and the drawbridge is tiny. Like there's no way the drawbridge is landing if even if it's lowered, it'll like cross like a, a tenth of the gorge. And he manages to somehow, you cut out the whole bit where he tr- flies across the gorge and he just lands the other side of the drawbridge. Like, physically. Elegance. Physically, he's going flat into that drawbridge at, <laughs> at, 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 at pace. He's not landing gracefully like, the other uh, side of mirror it. from God of High School, just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just into it and then yeah. just tumbles down into the castle. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, and, and then, but yeah, it's just really unrealistic. And later on, the drawbridge drops and it's like 3,000 feet long. And it's like, well, no, that's not, mm. that's not what we saw in the, the original, uh, cut. So yeah, he manages to make it there. He's fine. He's chilling. He knows that it's a trap because his hand tells him it's a trap. And he's like, yeah, I know it's a trap. I'm just going to beat any- everything anyway. And then there's, what if I did it anyway? <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. How about I do anyway? <laughs> yeah. Activate light of killing monsters. <laughs> and. <laughs> the first this is literally yeah. a level 99 character walking into the very first dungeon of the game yeah with all of his end game level equipment yeah and knowledge he's just like well there's nothing here that's really gonna affect me that much some stuff might slow me down but it's, it'll be it'll be k in the end it'll be good um <laughs> and the first thing that he <laughs> there's a ghost there's a there's a ghost beast that comes out and attacks him and he's like he gets attacked by the ghost beast and instead of fighting it he's like how about i go through the wall <laughs> what that, if i that should stop it <laughs> what that's the speed run strats he knows the secret wall he's played it before so he just starts i'll, I'll just wall. punch through this wall because that defeats ghosts ah dick he got my arm <laughs> punch the wall in anger <laughs> oh wait that worked like since when did that I, I missed that bit of lore where ghosts are defeated by making other entrances it just the, the ghost just like ah damn he's gone through there i can't go through there uh, i better disappear i'm not programmed to go through there damn it yeah i don't know yeah whatever and then they they he, he ends up um wait so what bit happens first oh he gets he's, it's the tunnel of bugs which he then they yeah, all melt, which but, I think but, is quite an impressive scene. There's but, a lot going on in the background there. Mm, but before before he does difficult. that, he's got Doctor Strange's cloak because they knock him down. Now nah, that's afterwards. Oh, is that's that after? after he punches the wall? 
Yeah, that's after he punches the wall. He punches through the wall. And then he isn't and he faced Ray's with there. Yeah, yeah. And then they they destroy the floor, and, mm-hmm. his, and then the cape, the cape schlucks up. Where um, was like all right? Where was that? It's only used once, right? And it doesn't even work because the guy just blows up the bit of rock <laughs> around the cape, and he falls anyway. So what the what was the point in introducing it? Like, it makes no sense if he's never going to use it. Like, if it sets up something later on, then fine. But it never comes back. It's completely... Schrodinger's cape. Yeah. Not Schrodinger's. Chekhov's cape. Chekhov's cape. Why? Yeah, there's no explanation. Sorry. Were the, were the, I feel like was the there's a of lot of that. that. Yeah, the tunnel of bugs is the first thing he does with, yeah. the, with that light that he uses. The, and uh, t- on a technical level, to mm. have that many moving parts in the background and all melting and reacting differently... Mm must have been a nightmare to animate yeah so kind of impressive but kind of overshadowed by the fact that everything happening is just so ridiculous yeah we didn't even mention the random bird guy that attacks him and golem who just keeps shouting golem (laughs) the whole time (laughs) yeah i i I honestly zoned out with a lot of the different types of monsters it was very um uh what's the what's the what's the show that i'm what's the film that i'm thinking of where the monsters are just weird for monsters sake um you know the one that the big the big one the big um studio ghibli one we watched we've mentioned it already spirited Spirited away Away, yeah it was a lot of sort of weird monsters that you know have weird things and are there for weird men's sake yeah yeah just for being strange yeah um then he gets attacked by these hydra medusa things that play lears or liras or however you'd pronounce it um yeah and they sap his energy for like a full day, and the, oh, yeah, they do. And he's there, and they are loving it. They are loving it. I yeah, he gets out of it because he's super strong. Like I don't. Yeah, he, he, he basically waits until they're weak. Start. Well, I think he waits until yeah. they're weak, doesn't he? He waits until they're like, oh, can we handle all of this energy? I don't know whether we can. And then he. But it's weird, right? Because surely, if they're feeding off his energy, you'd think that they'd be getting stronger. But fuck me for thinking too hard about this, right? <laughs> I think it's like a drug, though. Like you could, okay, you, yeah. it's like heroin. You know, you feel great after the first bit, but you keep doing it, and you end up overdosing, and you can't do anything. So yeah, they and they do get weak, and they they show that they're like they've got baggy eyes. And, yeah. Um. In the in the meantime, in the interim, whilst he's been captured, um, Count Lee kidnaps Doris and brings him brings her to the castle, um, and shows her what's happening and says, "Look." Isn't it erotic? Doesn't it turn you on that the D is being violated by these <laughs> siren things? And it's like, no, <laughs> um, not particularly. Can we? And then someone who who asks her this? I mean, it's someone says, "Are you falling for him?" And. It fine, turns out that she's actually falling in love with this dude who's said like three things in the entire thing and then he's knocked her out and fucked off to a castle. Like, the, the, yeah. there's no interaction. It's like, oh, I need to love someone so I'm going to love this one male in my life for some reason. It's the 80s and they'll ship who they want to. <laughs> it's absolute insanity. And again, later, she becomes this ridiculous. blubbering bit of, I want some D uh, from D. And <laughs> it, it, it has no, I get, couldn't give a damn. Like, I don't care. 
it, just why it doesn't help the plot it doesn't help why did you didn't need to shoehorn this in because up until maybe the i guess the midway point of the film she could almost stand up as a fairly competent and right like independent character where she fights the monster at the start she seeks out uh, a hunter to help her she like she's attacking him and all that stuff but then she kind of just devolves into this damsel she's making saving she's making sense like three separate times she's like making sensible well sensible-ish choices she does threaten to bite off her tongue um which i don't really get how it works because she's he's like we're gonna kill everyone here and she's like well you do that i'll bite off my tongue and kill myself and he's like whoa okay i bet i better not do that um when i'm not really sure that it'd be really it'd be really hard to bite off your own tongue yeah, it's also a really weird bargaining chip to kind of throw out there as mm. well. And he's a mutant. What, what does he care? Yeah. Just knock her out. Just do what Dee did. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, just just punch her in the face and it'll all be sorted. <laughs> um, it, it gives him very easily. But hey, she, she, yeah, you're she right. Gets... She, she could, she could be, she, she's, she's a good character up until that point. And then she just becomes a blubbering wreck. And yeah. For the rest of the film. Yeah. Like for the rest of the film, like her lines basically are D. D. Yeah. And, and that is it. Mm. Um, I have to say, when she is rescued from the castle, it, I find it absolutely hilarious. Just because there's, there's this other vampire girl, another one of the minions of Count Lee, and mm. she is obsessed with this pure bloodline, the Lee family being pure. Yeah. And she's about to go and kill um, Doris because she doesn't want her to taint the bloodline. Yeah. And... D get breaks free from the sirens and the speed at which he walks in, yeah. knocks over the vampire girl, picks up Doris and then just fucking runs. Yeah. <laughs> He's just he just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think it was gonna be that easy. <laughs> there would be more resistance from this. Again, it's him just like not sticking to the rules of drama and tension. He's just like, no, I'm doing it. No. What? No, that's where no, the. No, bo- I, I don't have time for your bullshit. That, that, no more of those lava blobs, thank you. Yeah, that's where the boss is. I'm going to get it. Oh, well, how about I just don't fight you and I'll just avoid you and I'll just go this way instead. <laughs> I'll just just do this. I'll just go through this wall. I'll just jump over this go- get this gorge. It's it's fine and uh, I'm I'm here. It's great. Um, this is like a speedrunner's dream anime. The just wa- watching the was- the, yeah, the usual narrative be broken to pieces. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um it's almost. It's almost meta. It's almost like calling out tropes that haven't really been established yet. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's almost beyond Damn. its time. Um, this is clearly some sort of perfect encapsulation yeah. of the medium that, that should be in all museums. I did think time travel was going to be involved in this, to be fair, um, up until D started getting very... The, the, the relationship between her, him and the girl became very sexual because um, I, I, I was trying to predict things and prediction of the week doesn't really work because i know how the film ends <laughs> but um yeah <laughs> I, I was i was thinking like i thought d was gonna be like a time traveler and it was actually gonna be dan and dan was gonna like grow up to be d and uh-huh. um, and then come back and save them which i thought would have been a really cool twist um but then they got sexual what characters whose names begin with d there's d yeah there's doris yeah yeah dan everyone's d there's doctor there's so many d's in this <laughs> <laughs> so many d's um eat a bag of d's but that when he when he does esca- escape the castle that was a fairly good bit of action and a fairly good se- bit of sequencing like uh, yes he escapes very quickly but i like how 
he absolutely demolishes the, the same demons that were like at the house attacking mm. the family. Like the, there's the, there's that weird little thing that s- gives out the spiders and he just, oh, yeah, and he just, just destroys sucks them, them up. sucks them up with the hand and the monster just tries to run away and he destroys the monster. It's, it, it sort of shows his, you know, level 99 powers a little bit. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like that. And the, the grenade monster at the end that blows up half of oh, his own the, body. Yeah, golem. Oh, it's just brutal. And it's still kind of going and then he just stabs it through the face. Yeah, oh. through its tongue and out the back of his head. It's, it's, it's grim. <laughs> um, re- it's metal as fuck. Yeah, really specific targeting. <laughs> like, I'm going to go through the back of your tongue and then that and through your skull. It'll through be, your spine. It'll be great. Off you go. Um, yeah. And then they kidnap the boy. They kidnap the kid and put him on top of a big tower that I don't really know how they got him up there, but he's up there anyway. Um, and Dee's like, I'm going to go save him. And the sister's like, well, why did they steal? Now she tries to explain narrative. Now she's like, hold on. <clears throat> we need to explain this to the audience because the audience are going to think it's weird that they didn't take me. Um, why did they take my brother rather than just taking me? And he's, he's, yeah. he has to explain, well, don't be an idiot. Like, oh, no, wait. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Why would they use you? Oh, I can't remember. Basically, they take the brother. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's all we yeah, need to they, know. They try to bait out D so they can kidnap. Yeah. Doris again like is it this film is a yo-yo game of keep Doris away <laughs> yeah it's like it's like capture the flag but with different characters <laughs> <laughs> and D is just that one guy who's been playing the game for like 2,000 hours yeah. <laughs> and Danny's like the noob who's logged in just just for today yeah <laughs> it's like wait I'm the flag now why am I the flag <laughs> god damn it I don't want to be the flag um yeah so so there's a rematch between Ray and D, and Ray's been given this uh, time bewitching sensor. Incense, which I've isn't got. explained. Yeah, Incense. Yeah. yeah, they call it a sensor in the. Incense uh, works better because it's uh, a candle. So it does make a lot more sense. <laughs> uh, Not a lot of incense. No, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and he tries to use it, but it turns out it doesn't work. So D lops his hand off and then goes back, and then oh no, look, she's been fucking kidnapped again <laughs> oh no sorry the doctor's taking her away and sudden twist doctor vampire and is t- saying wow i can't believe i never had sex with her before yeah he's been possessed or like turned into something turned else into like a lesser vampire how slave thing we don't know I don't fucking know no it's never said i assume it's the girl the the one that wants to keep the bloodline pure has, has bitten him like as soon as he comes into that house and is like hmm i know somewhere that's really safe you know that he is not the doctor it's that cave from the beginning <laughs> you, you know that it's not that, that this is not going well he's not the doctor just stay where you are how is d ever going to find you and the girl should speak up here it's like no d's not going to know where we're going like we're just going to wait here it's fine and the doctor yeah you're right goes all creepy tries to once uh, wants, wants to t- have his way with her and the, the 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 young daughter vampire is just like, I'm bored of you now. You need to go and <laughs> goodbye and stakes him. Yeah. Um, only for rich boy to rock up with the incense, the real incense this time because he's, he's managed to get. Yeah, because he's been listening. Somehow. He's been listening to the conversation. He's bugged the room with. A l- yeah, it just. The, and he's got this like that. he's got this like security room with like 
modern technology and stuff like the most 80s modern technology yeah like the massive headphones like the big like huge computer bank with like a spinning spool of film on it for some reason <laughs> it's, like, it's brilliant because the the, the plot line of this whole time this whole timeline is normal 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 everything's going normal 80s hit and then apocalypse like the, the technology yeah. didn't advance past the 80s until and the apocalypse did because we have robot horses and oh, like, yeah. these weird laser guns that just but the cameras... don't jive with anything else in the setting. <laughs> yeah, and the guns. Like as here's well. a western town, but laser guns. Yeah, here's a vampire castle, but some sort of weird tech basement. Here's yeah, a happy farm with cybernetic barriers. Like it's it's bizarre. It's got man. this utterly weird, bewitching identity crisis aesthetic that just I, I it would be really interesting to settles. see how like how how that was sort of explained because it's for technology to advance that far you need people building it and working on it and you need sort of like a, i don't know maybe there's just like maybe maybe like apple has survived and apple is just producing <laughs> all this stuff and but but it's very specific like they can't build houses they can't do all like the modern day they can just make big tape decks. luxuries they can just make big tape it's big tape <laughs> decks and futuristic guns like they're, they're, they're very specific in what they can mark it's there's, there's just no money in making big like making modern tape decks i don't know um so anyway the time bewitching incense uh doesn't work works well it doesn't work at first and then it works on the woman vampire girl and then rich guy tries to take uh doris away yeah and this is where danny danny boy yeah comes in with the clutch headshot yeah just knocks this guy down the cliff he's now a murderer like he wasn't even a vampire he was just a bloke <laughs> He was just—he was just a dude. He's the son of the mayor. Like yeah. you're going to jail, yeah. kid. You're going to be—you're going to be hung, mate. Like I'm not—not. Not, <laughs> that's it for you. You're done. Um, I'll shoot everyone in the head. <laughs> no one can get me. Bam, 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 bam. Um, and so they go back to the farm. Um, and Ray Bowie comes back, and he's now got the incense, which works on D. How does he get the incense? Oh, he. F- finds uh rich kid at the bottom right okay but this is where yeah he does yeah and they have a little the the sketchy he just destroys him the big the big moment so we get back to the farmhouse everyone's back we've rescued doris for the second time today yep and uh doris puts uh down to bed and then goes and has a shower and this is where it goes full sketchy actually like this is the 80s there there are always shower scenes there's shower scenes in the original gundam you'll find them in uh plenty of other stuff like lupin everywhere but here it's not so much that it is basically full frontal and full rear nudity mm. that is the weird part mm. it's the fact that the girl's doris's mind is flashing back to the doctor talking about how much he wants to ravage her which she then takes outside towards D and is like, take me D. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of fucked. It, yeah. You can look at it that way, but it could be the, the absolute inverse. Couldn't it? Like she's thinking about the doctor 
it's terrifying her so she goes to him to, to someone she knows is safe and will will oh, for comfort will look after her and do it and do things right <laughs> meanwhile d's sitting there just like must not commit <laughs> crimes <laughs> i mean yeah but also like for the guy that's shown a lot of um resolve and um control throughout the whole of this show like he doesn't kill vampires even when they're dickheads he he he's, he doesn't you know he's got a bit of honor he's got a bit of honor he finds this very hard <laughs> he finds d finds it hard d, d, fuck. yeah he finds it he finds it a real struggle not to do something here <clears throat> and um yeah, it's a bit sort of like oh god he, he, he nearly yeah it's a good job he sort of walks away um i think yeah violent urges no problem sucky sucky urges fuck yeah um greco turns up again is it greco what's his yep. name what did you call it uh rich kid mm. or ray or bowie ray bowie i've got him down as greco i don't know whether that was just in the day. Nah, greco was the rich kid oh is he okay i've got them mixed up okay so David Bowie turns up again. And David Bowie. He's he's done by this point, right? Like I'm I'm fed up of him. He just keeps coming back and he just keeps trying the cockroach. shit. It's yeah, but like he just doesn't know when to stop. Like what's he It just keeps going and going. And this this is like his third attack and he actually does all right here. And now that he's got his cheat. Yeah, he's got his incense candle and he uh, D ends up for some I don't even know what the candle does it, it makes him really really weak and then never explained never explained he ends up sort of dying D dies and Bowie chops off his hand in retaliation he's a pe- petty yeah um, and then and then oh my god it's a re- I have no idea what happens in this scene so I don't know whether you can clarify or if it's just we just have to accept it. But the hand crawls around, so so left hand is alive. He can live without the body. Apparently, um, he crawls crawls around, finds the body, attaches himself, and then starts trying to wake up D. All the while, there's this weird red floaty mist crap and like some sort of snake intestiny thing that merged together to come. And I thought that was like the blood of D, and it was like trying to come back to D to bring him back to life. But then it turns out that it's trying to attack D and D wakes up at the right moment because apparently he's not dead for some reason. Because eating dirt. Oh, because the hand eats dirt. And And we get the same shot of him eating dirt and swallowing dirt three times. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because it needs a lot of dirt. We need more dirt. And I just... Because that's what D stands for. Dirt. Vampire Hunter Dirt. <laughs> vampire Hunter Dirt. Yes. There's <laughs> lots of different ones. There's Vampire Hunter uh, F for fire. There's fa- it's the, there's the, they're all. <laughs> vampire Hunter I for ice. Yep. It's all the different um, elements. Go, go Vampire Rangers. <laughs> yeah. uh, they should all, yeah, yeah. Th- th- that'd be interesting. Then they all team up to fight Dracula himself. Um, that's the sequel. Um, yeah, so he comes back to life for some reason. I don't know why. 
And somehow manages to kill a cloud with a sword. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You can't kill a ghost with a sword, but you can kill a cloud with a sword. Um, and then... And uh, Doris has been kidnapped again. Yeah, and Dan's there for some reason. Oh, oh yeah, at the castle. Yeah. Yeah, he just rocks up. Well, he was asleep on the floor, like, like he'd been, like, taken there. Or I don't know, he was just sort of there. He wakes up there. There's a shot of him asleep yeah. on the floor, and he wakes up, and he's like, well, and then he and then he starts hopping around the pipes like <laughs> fucking Mario, just jumping, <laughs> jumping around things. Like, where did he get this sort of <laughs> Spider-Man athleticism from? And, to, and then he picks up a crowbar and tries to cave Count Lee's gun, <laughs> yeah, which I, mean, I think I was like, to be fair, good effort. Yeah, yeah nice. <laughs> points for trying. Yeah, exa- yeah, absolutely. Um, and he then um, Count Lee's got telekinesis and just flo- flies oh yeah throws the kid through the air and um bowie catches him and then he uses said telekinesis to just pound bowie oh, into the tarmac yeah headfirst into everything it is kind of brutal and then there's the wedding the wedding's good isn't it <laughs> like he's... this is my favorite scene what the dagger In... oh my god <laughs> the dagger in the eye. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's all wedding vibes until someone starts throwing <laughs> knives. So D rocks up. He's like, oh, "I've got to go save her now." She's they're getting married, and he throws a dagger, which we've never seen him do. <laughs> and <laughs> the vampire. The, the, I'm sorry. It's just so funny. Lee, good old Lee. He, he doesn't see it coming <laughs> until the last moment. <laughs> And then the dagger goes straight through his eyeball, and he, he just pulls it out, and it is it, it goes all Looney Tunes. His eyeball comes, Looney Tunes pops out of his skull, and then sucks it. He sucks it back in. It's really gross, <laughs> but comical. And he's just like, huh. he just shrugs it off like that was nothing. Yeah, he just like <laughs> the knife hits him. He slightly turns and just goes, oh. <laughs> and then just pulls it out of his eye. And then it just like the animation just fucking runs backwards in reverse to pull his eye back into his socket. And yeah. I'm just like, I. <laughs> and then I don't know what I must have thought the first time I watched this because on a rewatch, I, I just I was howling. Mm. It was yeah, just me too. The, the most. There was so much stuff that just wasn't explained. slapstick yeah. moment. Um, so he has telekinesis and he uses that to absolutely own Dumpir. He just throws him around again, a bit like uh, yep. Bowie, but. Um, D is a bit more resilient. He sort of withholds it a little bit. Um, and that, that's quite yep. good. I like, I like, it was sort of, it was, the animation was, it, it was subtle, the differences, but you could tell that he was like stronger and he was resisting. Uh, he wasn't as, mm. as ragged. The way that he's snaking across the floor and stuff. He yeah. wasn't as ragged. I think that was quite as, a good uh, sequence. As, um, old Bowie. Um, old Bowie. And then he uses, is it, uses his own sword against him. So like he pins, D up against the rafters and controls yeah. his sword and goes to cut his throat. And then it turns out the big reveal. Dun, dun, dun. D's got powers too. He's got blue yeah. eyes and he can control things too, I think. And he, he's got some telekinesis, I suppose. Yeah. And he, he pins up Lee and like 
There was a cool little exchange where D like drops from the sky with his sword and D like claps it and catches it and then breaks it, throws it into D. D stabs Lee with it like a cool little. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah, there, there is a cool one of those. Um, and that's exactly what I've typed in my notes. They both get stabbed and. Lee got stabbed worse. Yeah. Even though they both could heal, I assume. Because they're both really strong vampires. Yeah. Maybe. But Lee seems to be just... Old. <laughs> I guess maybe he got got in the heart or something, but... Yeah, yeah maybe. The, like, after the actual fighting part ends, a lot of bullshit then happens. Well, it turns out D is Dracula's offspring. So that's what D stands for. Dracula. I'm Vampire, Vampire Hunter, Hunter Dracula. Alucard. Alucard? What's that? Nobody tell him. Oh. Let him work it out. Oh. It's Dracula backwards. <laughs> well, why would I know that? Where would, how is that fitting into the... That doesn't begin with D. How does that fit into the conversation? I'm trying to... Well, why? I don't like that. Don't make me feel stupid. Oh, wait. There's a, I feel like there's a character in Vampire Diaries called Alucard. Probably in most media, there's a like anything somebody to do with Dracula or Dracula's son tends to be called Alucard. Especially uh, like Castlevania's got one, Helsing's got one, mm. True Blood maybe had one. I don't know. I didn't watch far enough in. No, I gave up on that. Although I did enjoy it at the time. I remember thinking it's quite a yeah, cool just, interpretation. But I think after yeah, season, sexy one, vampires doing sexy vampires. I think I watched season one. And then, was there a season yeah, two? Yeah, I dropped off after season one. Yeah, there was like five or seven seasons. <laughs> there, was I, some, there was some magic I, I, number. <laughs> five, seven, yeah. eleven. Some... Five, seven, one of them. <laughs> I just liked it because it had uh, Rogue from X-Men as the, oh. the main girl. And she had like a proper southern drawl. Like, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Was it? Yes. Oh, that's all coming back to me. I forgot that was that. Yeah. And you see, the the apocalypse here could have been avoided if they had developed more of the true blood fake blood for these vampires they wouldn't have risen up and taken over the wasteland i think it's more than that though isn't it because there's there's like graveyards of bodies there was a whole war and there's a lot of other creatures that we see that clearly have sort of Mm. like werewolves and stuff that have clearly because her dad was a werewolf hunter and Mm, it's just unfortunate that he had to fight vampires as well apparently because that's we get sort of that was a a line of exposition about how her dad died um yeah so i don't know then we shan't dwell on it any longer no so he's dracula's offspring and um yeah that yeah he's then he's big reveal he's then he's then so the whole thing is that the lee family think that they're this divine thing that get to do what they want and he's like that's not what dracula promoted he's like going back and What's his line? <clears throat> he's uh, he's badass, like uh, uh, I don't know, fucking something, transient guests or something. Oh yeah, yeah, they keep we're transient transient guests here, also or like which the, he's referring to the vampires. So yeah, he he has a bit of a one liner, and then the vampire girl decides that she's going to continue living the delusion that she's a pure blood, and so stays. With Count Lee. Yeah, she asks him several times what to do. She's like, what should I do? I, I will follow your instructions. He's like, do what you want. Like, several times. Do what you want. Okay, I'm going to die. Like, all right, fine. 
go do that. Like, Fine, thanks. I'm getting out of here. Like, screw you. <laughs> I'm I'm staying to wrap up the narrative so that I can't be in any sequels and <laughs> I kill off this blood, Lee bloodline. That's fine. Um, okay. No uh, sequel baiting here. Yeah. And then we get... Was it ever explained that if the Count died, the castle would go with him? I don't think it ever was. It was never but explained that the Count needed to die to save... Um, Doris. Doris. Doris, what a name. What an 80s name. Doris. <laughs> How has it taken us an hour to be like, <laughs> the fuck, Doris? What's her last name as well? Um, She's got Doris she Lang. Her last name? It's Doris Lang, I think. Doris Lang. Uh, and I was like, is that... Relative of Scott Lang? Well, I, I was thinking it was like a play on uh, Lois Lane, like Doris Lang. It seemed to have a very sim- similar sort of ring to it. Um, the uh, sidekick of Superman is now the sidekick of Vampire D. The D. Um uh, yeah, so Doris Lang is from the 80s. Doris Lang. <laughs> like, <laughs> one of the most <laughs> British first names. And <laughs> we're just in the middle of apocalyptic I guess, Japan yeah. inspired I'm, America. What? <laughs> yeah, why not? I guess it's America. It, pff, sure. Um, Who knows? And then there's this weird speed up of time. There's the... The, the passing oh, of time. Ask, what did you think of the ending? So I, I decided to take some uh, take some timings here. Okay, okay, go. What timings did you take? Um, so from the moment that we start watching the castle sink, it is three minutes of coloured scenery and smoke effects until right. we get another voice, mm. which is Doris and Dan waving goodbye to D. Right. Okay. After which we get another three minutes of D just wandering the world set to triumphant music and then the credits roll. Yeah. I mean... So that's six I, minutes of just I actually didn't mind it, though. I, I didn't mind it. Um, I, I Will, I hated the that part of Grimgar yeah. McGee liking this. Okay, so I didn't like the speed up of the sunset and the time thing because it didn't have any narrative plot. Um I didn't like it in the okay. beginning of the show because like when there was 10 minutes of no talking and we're just going to show some walking on the screen. I didn't like it then because it didn't add anything narratively really and I wanted it I wanted to learn more about the world at a quicker pace. Here mm. it is just the credits i feel like this is the credits it doesn't you don't need to watch if you don't want to it's sort of there's not you can sense by the music by what's happening that everything's finished you know this is just a nice sort of come down it's slowing everything down so it's it's not it's not part of the story it's not just stuck in the middle of an episode where you're gagging for more to happen you you know you like in grimgar and in other instances there is still plenty of story to tell here the story is finished so you can drag it out if you yeah if you want to it's um i suppose it is quite nice to see him going back on his travels and exploring a more i guess peaceful side of the world it's all it's a lot greener than the initial things that we see yeah uh, exploring well i did and it's nice because you can then imagine that okay he's going off to his next again like this little vignette of an adventure that he might have in a new place yeah so yeah yeah i can i can see why he's he's off to just think that the yeah go on i think it's for me the bit that got me was the castle uh, destruction fair because from as that sank away like you said the speed up of time and it's just lots of smoke effects and like strange things until they wave goodbye yeah so that's just the kind of i assume the director's just trying to flex his trippy vision yeah the the speed up of time 
I thought was going to have another meaning. And I, I, I thought it was going to, because it, it went on for ages. It, it looked like it was going days, weeks, months, even years mm. into the future. So I thought it was going to be like, D's all grown up and he's now a vampire. Or Dan's all grown up and he's now a vampire hunter. Or it's going to be their, them sort of growing older and having kids in a, in a safe environment. And, and, or do you know what I mean? Like I thought it was going to, show long term what the effects of this movie were but it it isn't it's just it's speeding up the last of their time together and then d just goes off um so it's 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 a bizarre way to demonstrate that passage of time because it's sort of Mm. emphasizing how much time has passed and then cutting back to and then it's just everyone's the same age and maybe a couple of days yeah yeah especially with the fact that with d and because he's a dampier you know that he ages slower so you definitely could play an interesting angle of him coming back and seeing both of them all grown up and living safely like later on and seeing the good that he's done in the world Mm. but instead we just have this kind of somber goodbye where he seems to leave without saying anything and they have to run to catch up to him he comes he leaves this world as he came into it just riding on a horse and saying nothing and just ignoring everyone like the true chad he is (laughs) um so yeah fine ending I'm, I'm i'm happy with that and i did i'll tell you what All right should we get into the, I, th- I think we need to get have you got any odds and ends because i've got i've got some interesting things to well, i i think interesting i've got i've got some opinions um to say when we think about the three questions okay. have you got any odds and ends um only odds and ends i've really got are just to talk about the soundtrack the soundtrack is very kind of it starts off almost medieval fairy there's like these flutes underplaying and as the film plays out we start to get more uh, sci-fi horror vibes coming into the tracks, which I quite liked. I liked how there was a almost clear progression of um, musical uh, motifs, I guess, as it went on. And the only other thing would be to say about the animation, in which I find a lot of the the moments of big flourish mm. to be especially endearing, because you don't see that kind of animation anymore because of whether it's been digitized or whether because people just don't have the time to work on it you only really see that in big budget movie productions nowadays and it was nice to kind of go back especially after last week we watched arguably like the pinnacle of modern action uh, animation in those first few episodes of god of high school Mm. to now going back to seeing what almost an equivalent to that was like back in the 80s it was just a really interesting like kind of time capsule of animation to look at um how about you any odds and ends or yeah do you want to jump in um not really i think you know the animation I, I i i see what you're saying but i did think was um it wasn't great and i thought Crap. yeah i didn't think it was i didn't think it was good and I, I, it was just like the the way scenes linked together and the physics behind stuff seemed to be really quite jarring and pull me out of it a little bit like there was there's bits when like things happen and then when they cut to a different angle they replayed the scene almost to illustrate what's actually going on and i don't know if that's really needed um other than that i i think that if they really wanted doris that badly like when he bit her in the first scene he could have just taken her and then none of this needs to happen like why didn't he just take her then why did he let her go off into the world um it's a pretty major plot hole (laughs) yeah um so no other than that who would have stopped him yeah, no one. Dee would have just walked on through. Yeah, she, she she just she wouldn't have even been able to tweet about it. It had just been like, I, I'm I'm now his wife and I'm, hashtag save me. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, let's get into the big three questions, dude. Okay, so it's time for our three questions. And what we look at is the concept and the execution. We look at any major turnoffs and compelability and how much we would want to continue. I guess compelability in this case would be whether this would make you seek out other shows or movies in this vein versus to continue a series. So question one. Concept and execution, Will, what did you think? Do you think it was good or not? First of all, you say that about compelability, but compelability in this could be, are you going to go listen to the audio stories? Are you going to go and explore <laughs> every other multimedia <laughs> aspect of yeah. Vampire Hunter yeah. D? Are you going to have all 27 of these novels adorning your shelf yeah. now? Um, I mean, I'm not, but anyway, concept. Um, <laughs> so, interestingly, I think, I really enjoyed the story of this. By the end... But when it when it concluded, I was like, that's a really nice, cool, unique story in this post-apocalyptic world that we that you don't really get much insight into, but there's so much going on. It's very unique. Um there's the characters are alright. I like D. I like I like the the whole son of like heir of Dracula or, or descendant of Dracula spin. Yeah. Um the pure blood or yeah the pure line of bloodline thing i like i I liked a lot of the story but Mm -hmm. it's just for me such bad direction and storytelling (laughs) that i spent so long asking (laughs) questions and not really caring about these characters that it just doesn't have me hooked it just didn't hook me Mm. in enough like looking back I, i i admire the plot but i think it's just also the time of it like like we said when he first burst into that castle that feels like a real, yeah. feels like the end of the movie. And then it sort of rewinds and then has to happen again at the end. Um, and even then at the end, it, I don't feel that it is as epic. Like that final fight between Count Lee and D doesn't feel like the big climactic battle, like his break in and rescue was. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I don't know whether it is an age thing or whether those were deliberate choices to sort of have this a bit more mm. out there and a bit unusual I think, in plot terms but yeah i think part of it could maybe be put down to them trying to adapt the novel of course, i'm not sure yeah. whether the novel laid it out in the same way and that could be a reason for the pacing issues and everything else but that's not what we're judging we're not judging oh the novel is this and this is what they produced we're judging this off oh this is a film that we can jump into as a one-off what did you think to the concept yeah for me the concept is really really cool but i feel like it's really suffering an identity crisis okay it's definitely leaning way more into the fantasy elements than the random sci-fi elements like all the sci-fi seems to just kind of be there as set dressing there's not really anything here that warrants it being sci-fi like we have the vamp the vampires are there apart from to kind of viscerally and visually excuse the reason that there are mutants here i feel like the laser guns could be regular guns the horse is just a horse but it's robotic i suppose (laughs) everything else from the incense to everything else is like magic and magical powers not sci-fi bits yeah um i do think the execution is incredible for the time but like you said there's a lot of storytelling that doesn't land or is confusing or is just kind of hand waved over and i get that they're trying to drop you into the middle of this story and you're just kind of meant to be along for the ride yeah but there's almost too much that's missing 
And whilst a lot of the animation is beautiful in this horrendously gothic and terrible and gory way, it is showing its age. Like you can see it starting to strain at the seams where they couldn't realize it in the way they wanted to. And the repeated bits of animation, like there's the amount of times I counted D rushing forward with his sword in the same way, just with a different colored background. Yeah. yeah. I, I do have to say, and this sort of goes to compatibility. If, did you say there's a modern version of this? Did you say there's a remake? So there is a second film that came out in 2000, uh, which I've also watched, which I'd like to cover for the show again. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm fully game to like watching modern interpretations and like seeing more of this, uh, this world. So it has got, got me there, I guess. The the concept is strong enough to kind of Mm. intrigue you, right? Yeah. I think, but it's a lot of, this as a standalone product leaves to be desired. Yeah. I mean, coming into turnoffs, we've got sketchy etchy out the wazoo. There's blood, there's gore everywhere. The plot twists are bewildering and the visuals are dated, especially if this, we're thinking about this from a noob's point. Of oh view yeah. And somebody coming fresh into it. That's a lot to kind of just, you would create an anime fan who believes in the eighties hype of and all anime is, pervy bloody gory and violent i think if it's yeah. like one of the one of the first you see i think that's the- i don't know what that youtube commenter was talking about no. <laughs> yeah i think you're right for from a noob's perspective it again it's just it's just a shame of the time if we did, were doing this podcast in the 90s or in the 80s we might have a different mm-hmm. completely different response but i think it, for a modern viewer for a modern uh we a weeb or a modern noob it, it needs to be more modern <laughs> and that's a really harsh modern. it's a really harsh criticism yeah. for something that was produced in the in the 80s but when you're going down the fantasy and sci-fi line i think people have a lot uh, have different expectations nowadays than they did um back then and it just i don't think yeah. it would do a good job i think people would just especially you know yeah i think people would just find it really hard to get on board with um yeah coming into it yeah i'd, I'd agree i think it's not, again, like I said before, it's a nice time capsule movie to kind of see what things were like and how stories were told in this way in the 80s. And it's it's kind of endearing, like perfect for a late night with a beer and a mate just to kind of laugh along with. Yeah. But I don't think if I just watched this by itself uh, and I didn't know anything else about anime, I wouldn't go seeking out more of this. No. So we're not putting it in. I think there's too, I think there's too much. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's a bit much for a first time and i think it's a it's a nice curiosity but it's something to watch to see what things were like at the time not something that you're going to watch because it's the oh my god it's such an amazing piece of media yeah okay all right well we'll leave it there um sorry vampire hunter d you you have not got into the universe um Good try, though. Hopefully in the future, some of your other uh, interpretations and stuff. Iterations. Iterations may do better, but not for you, unfortunately. Um, we are going to move into Slice of Life, where me and Sam just have a quick catch-up. Obviously, you guys, we would like to, uh, love to hear what you think of Vampire Hunter D, the 1985 version. Which version do you think we should watch? What do you think we should uh, look at to give it a real uh, shot at getting into the universe? Um do you agree that this doesn't deserve a place in the universe or should it, should it be there? Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram at gateway to the universe, uh, email us, um, any thoughts, concerns, and we'll, if, if we get any emails or questions or any questions, we'll read them out, uh, on the show. Um, it's gateway to the universe 
gateway to the universe at gmail.com. Leave us a review and, uh, yeah, tell a friend about the podcast. See if we can convince them to, uh, give anime a true, a true go. Um, yeah, we're going to go to slice of life if you want to stick around. What are we watching next week, Sam? Next week, well, it is, it's kind of a big one. Oh, it's our 50th episode. Is it 50? Oh my God, 50th episode. We're actually hitting 50. Dude, yeah. I'm just, I'm, so, in my head, I'm thinking 52 is a big one because that's like a whole year. That's a, a whole year. Yeah. I mean, technically, but we dropped three episodes on the first week. We did. When we first we came did. Out. Yeah. Okay, fair. But 52 is the biggie. <laughs> okay, so what's 50? What's we'll happening? See. Season one of it done. Anyway, episode 50. It's time. Okay. For episode 50, yeah. I'd like you to watch the first three episodes oh. of My Hero yes! Academia. Oh my God. I, I can't believe I'm so excited about that. That is yes. <laughs> oh. oh, brilliant. The Academia Amazing. of Heroes. I cannot wait. <laughs> so we'll be checking that out next week guys if you are still fresh to anime or if you want to also watch the first three episodes so you can follow along with our ramblings next week mm. then check out my hero academia on Crunchyroll and funimation uh until then we're going into our slice of life so we shall see you in the universe see ya Welcome to episode 9 of Shit You Didn't Know and Now You Do. We're continuing to look at phobias again and we've got an interesting one today. It's arachibuteriophobia. I can't believe I got that right. The fear of peanut butter being stuck to the top of your mouth. Not the fear of peanut butter itself, just the fear of it being stuck to the top of your mouth. Okay, welcome to Slice of Life. Back in the 21st century. Um, Here we come. With no... No more D's to be seen. No more D's. No more D's or V's. Uh, okay uh sam 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 how have you been this week what have you been up to you got you've got anything to tell us i've been very good this week thank you will um i've been chatting to people on twitter i asked uh, our loyal followers on twitter uh what's the oldest anime that you have seen uh we got a range of responses we had samurai pizza cats Ooh. we had uh cyborg 009 something that made me feel very very old in fact, that uh, one of our followers said, oh, the first, the oldest anime that I've watched is Death Note. I'm like, oh, oh, God. <laughs> Does that make you feel old, uh, Sam? Because, I mean, it's a choice what you watch, right? He, they, they could go back and watch older things. True, possibly. I'm, I'm hoping that they do give the classics a go. Mm. I know I know that we kind of kicked Vampire to D this week for being of its time, but there is, there is some true gems back there. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I have... Only one other thing that has happened to me this week uh, and one other project that I have started. And you might have seen it on the Instagram by the time this uh, episode has come out and seen it on the Twitter, but I have finally started One Piece, the anime. <laughs> it's like, what? I swear I've been up to date on what you've been doing. Yes, I saw that. I saw that as well. Uh, yeah, yep. One Piece. Gargantuan undertaking. So I didn't realise you hadn't actually watched it yet. Um, but you've read all the manga. Yeah, I'm up to date on the manga. I get the new chapters every week, so I know everything that's happened. But um, the current arc just looks so good for a weekly show right. that I really want to kind of jump in and be uh, on there with the hype train, especially as a lot of marketing for One Piece is kind of saying that it's entering into its final act, the final part of the story for this monolith of Japanese entertainment. Right. So what I've done is I've downloaded uh, One Piece Kai and One Pace which basically are fan projects that cut and edit out all of the filler and the stretching that 
happens week to week. So I've maybe saved myself a few hours yeah. in terms of what's there. And I've started the first few volumes. So I've started that. Really enjoying it so far. And I will keep everybody updated on how I'm going. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. No, so that's bit, yeah. yeah, a big uh, a big task you've undertaken there. But um, yeah, that sounds good. Indeed. I mean, I might be undertaking my own if uh, My Hero Academia goes the way I want it to. Um, or oh, I hope so. I am. But what have you been up to this week? I have. I've, I've been watching. I've been watching some really uh, easy watching YouTube. Sort of uh, just have nice. on in the background or just for, for a few giggles. Um, I've been watching Dylan is in Trouble. Have you heard of him? Never heard of him. All right. Okay. So basically he does a lot of, um, uh, he watches series, he watches films and uh, basically commentates on them, says, says gives his opinions yeah. and stuff. Um, he's, he's, he's quite funny. He's, um, he, we started, me and, me and my partner Lucy started watching them uh, because he does, he watches the, he does this series where he watches the first episode of a series and the last episode of a series um, of a show that oh. he's never seen before. So like, um, <laughs> Yeah, some of the series that me and Lucy have watched together, um, he's done a lot of like uh, teen teen stuff, like uh, Pretty Little Liars and um, Vampire Diaries and all that, oh, all yeah. those sorts of things. Um, but he, he's never seen and uh, what was he on Gossip Girl and things like that. Um, so he's like watched the <laughs> XOXO. Yeah, he watches the first episode, makes predictions, and just calls it out for stuff. And then in the last episode, he's like, oh. Oh, that happened. Oh, right. Okay. And it's, it's quite interesting seeing it from that perspective. And he's quite funny. And he does, he's, he, I watched the other day again, just real feel good sort of stuff. He watched, he just watched back to back, uh, all three, uh, high school musicals. Um, oh, God. And listening yeah. to his oh, reaction is just yeah. fills you with nostalgia. And he did like the Harry Potters. It, it was like an hour and a half of, oh, of wow. his video did he do each movie yeah he watches each movie back to back and just basically and he's he's not a harry potter fan so it's like his i think he'd only seen the films once before like years ago so he's like making predictions wow. calling things out like trying to trying to do things and it was really interesting seeing him his like take on it and he he gave it a lot of credit to be fair like i always we you know harry potter fans always sort of will have their own opinions on the movies i tend to kick the first few movies I think they come into their own he pre- once you hit half. He preferred the first four to the second half four. Really? Yeah, he said mm. the the, first, the last four sort of dragged out. And I think I agree that if you compare them to the books, there's so much to get into the... If you don't know the books, there's a lot in the movies that you might miss. And there's a lot of like reasons and things that if you're not familiar with the story, yeah. you might... Because they've had to shrink it down. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the first four are easier to put into narrative, into 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 a, into a movie form. But yeah, anyway, very entertaining. Dylan is in trouble. Uh, give him a go. He's good. And apart from that, not nice. a lot else, mate. Uh, getting back onto the, getting back into work is work's picking up and stuff. So it's going to be fairly busy over the next few months. Uh, but we'll see how things go. Yep. Same over this end. But don't worry, fellow loyal listeners. We will not stop the podcast grind, especially as we start to approach our anniversary. Mm. Oh, it's our anniversary, Sam. I know. It's, it's so cute. Um, and also, just as a little stinger as we end to for the real ones who stick around for this long, uh, I don't know how many people have been clocking on to the beginning of certain episodes, but we've got some uh, some plans in the work, and hopefully they should be coming to fruition within the next couple of weeks mm. as this goes live. So, Brilliant. Very exciting stuff. All right, guys. Well, we'll leave you there. We've done all our plugs. We will see you next week for the big one, My Hero Academia. 